Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back everyone. On today's show, we hear the birth story of first-time mother and podcast host, Kendall. Kendall and her husband had a timeline for when they would start a family. The years of naturally tracking her cycle enabled her to confidently recognize her fertility window, conceiving their son within the first month. Once pregnant, Kendall reflected on the often traumatic birth stories shared with her and decided her story would be different. She began educating herself on what best supports physiological birth. A hypnobirthing course would be the final piece of the puzzle on her journey, arming her with all she needed to achieve the birth of her dreams. Today, we hear about the moment during labor that captivated her as she looked out over her tranquil birth space and what ignited the fire within to create her podcast, The Maiden to Mother Journey. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Sky. Positive Birth Australia was a massive part of my pregnancy journey when I was pregnant. So I'm really, really excited to be here. Oh, that's awesome. It's like a full circle moment then for you, hey? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So just to start off, could you just let the listeners know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. So I'm Kendall and I live on the Gold Coast with my beautiful husband, Darren, and we have a son. His name is Jimmy and he is 13 months old and our two beautiful staffies as well. Beautiful. And for anyone that doesn't already know, you are also the host of an incredible podcast called The Maiden to Mother Journey. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I guess, you know, when you become pregnant and going through birth, I just sort of, which is something I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later in the show, but it just, I guess it just ignited a fire in me that, so many women were having, I don't know, things happen in their birth and, you know, no one to talk about it. And um, 
you know, no one to share things with. And, and I had a lot of women reaching out to me um, during that period, which is why I decided to start the podcast. And it's going really, really well, actually. So, yeah, amazing. Yeah, so I interview women um, basically through their whole journey. So conception through to postpartum and motherhood, um, including birth stories. And I cover all birth stories yeah, okay. or everything. Yeah, Amazing. so it's going really well. So much power in storytelling, isn't there? Absolutely. I didn't. Um, I, I guess I didn't expect it to take off as much as it did. But you know, women out there are really hungry for the information, and mm. and they want to hear, you know, what other other people have gone through and how to navigate their own journey. So that's the reason for the podcast, and I and I absolutely love it. It absolutely lights me up. Yes. Me too, girlfriend. <laughs> I feel that fire. So nice. It's an amazing platform. You've really created something so special. So I will link that in the show notes for anyone that wants to jump over and have a listen. Thank you. Now, jumping back to your birth story, let's start at the beginning. Was this a planned conception? Yes, my pregnancy was absolutely planned. So um, my partner and I, well, he's my husband. We've been together for coming into 10 years and we definitely had a timeline of when we wanted to become parents. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, COVID did push that back a little bit. Um, I lost my job in 2020 um, that I was there for a long time. So I was without work for a while and we decided to hold off um, until March 2021. Um, so my husband and I do, I'm not on the pill or anything like that. We track my cycle naturally. Mm-hmm. So I tr- track it through, um, flow. So we don't have sex when I'm ovulating, uh, ever. Um, so I knew that we were hopefully going to fall pregnant quite quickly because my cycle is 28 days to the T. Uh, I knew when I was ovulating and, yeah, I had done some ovulation tests previously to sort of make sure that it was all lined up and, you know, the app was actually – I was ovulating when the app was saying that I was ovulating. So, so yeah, so then I was like, that's it because I, I just – I really suffer with um, – like the pill or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I really suffer with it and my body just doesn't handle it well at all. Even my doctor said your body just rejects everything. So I had been doing that for a long, long time. Um, so March, 2021, we were like, it is on, this is the month we're going to start trying. Um, my husband's six years older than me and I was 20, eight at the time so I was like oh no no it might not happen straight away you got old sperm doll <laughs> and then um <laughs> so obviously ovulation came and it was on lots of fun practicing over that ovulation period yeah and within a week I was like I'm pregnant I know I'm pregnant my body started to change straight away um you know just I don't know intuition it felt like more so and then um, I, I remember actually we I said to him, I was like, I, I feel pregnant. I think I really think I'm pregnant. It was about six days before my period. And then, which is a little bit early, six or five days. And I tested and I was negative because we're going away for Easter long weekend. So I did a bunch of tests. I really want to get drunk. <laughs> and then <laughs> they were all negative. So I went and got just wasted the whole weekend like I was like smoking and drinking having a big party and then on the Sunday 
my period didn't come and it was due. And, you know, like I was having before my periods to the T and I was like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I almost feel like it's a rite of passage for a yeah. first-time mom to get absolutely obliterated <laughs> before they find out they're pregnant. <laughs> I know. And then we were driving home and I was spewing and I don't really like – I'm not really like that when I'm hungover or anything. And, yeah, we got home and then I, I did a test straight away and I was like, oh, sorry, little baby. Um, <laughs> well, they say – I mean, I haven't – fact check this so don't take my word as gospel but I am pretty sure the placenta doesn't start feeding the baby until six to eight weeks something like that oh great that makes me feel so much better <laughs> that information is only true though if you accidentally get drunk we'll, we'll go with that yeah that makes me feel right <laughs> right me too so yes we found out I was pregnant um and my pregnancy journey I really I honestly I didn't love being pregnant I did have a pretty good pregnancy overall like you know compared to some other people um it's just I hated being pregnant I just felt uncomfortable all the time I was really sore Mm -hmm. I just stopped working out from about 14 weeks um my body uh one of the doctors and stuff that I'd seen said that I had a lot of that relaxing you know how you get like it's lactin and it releases into your body when you're pregnant to help all your muscles and bones and everything stretch and grow. I was just releasing a lot of that apparently, which in turn made me so sore, super sore the whole pregnancy. Um, But, you know, there was beautiful parts of pregnancy. I loved feeling him kick and all of that. Yeah. Um, and, and you guys obviously found out. Gender? Yes, I did. We found out straight away. I definitely couldn't wait. Yeah. We do want to have another baby and we will wait for that one. Um, it would have been nice to, uh, you know, first mum, I was a bit of a psycho and <laughs> I really wanted to know and get prepared and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I feel a bit more relaxed now in motherhood. So I think we could wait for the second one. Yeah. But yeah, I think, and I guess this is how the podcast and stuff started out during my pregnancy. My idea of birth was I go, the doctor puts my feet in stirrups, I get an epidural and I push out a baby and I'm screaming and it's painful and it's awful like the movies. That was literally my idea of birth. That's all I knew. Yeah, me too. I did not know anything Um, and my husband didn't know anything anyway. So I just, yeah, this fire just lit inside me because all of these women that I, I was asking about about birth, I just became obsessed with birth because everyone was going, oh, it was traumatic and I had this C-section and it was awful and all this stuff was done to me and so many of my girlfriends were having traumatic births around me. Um, and I just, I couldn't understand why. I couldn't, I was like, how... We've been giving birth for thousands and thousands of years and how – and I'm not at all displacing the medical system. I had a hospital birth, wouldn't change it for the world. But I was like, how is this happening? Like why is everyone – why is it so traumatic, you know, like – and that just started my passion to learn about surely there's got to be a better way. Like surely – I don't know. I just – and then I started to think about, you know, my vagina up in the air and big lights in the room and everyone – up there and I just it made me feel sick so I was like I don't want that for my birth and I know that that's not what I want um 
so continuity of care, I guess, was the most important thing. And that's the one thing I did know prior to giving birth because my friends um, told me, like, you need continuity of care. That's the one advice I give you. So I went down that path and this is sort of, I guess, what led me to everything. And I ended up getting into the MGP program through Gold Coast University Hospital. Nice. I've heard that's a which really was, good hospital. Oh. My gosh, it was it's it was amazing. The care and everything and the MGP program was absolutely incredible. Things could have gone very differently for me if I weren't in that program. And if I didn't get in that program again, I would very much so consider having a home birth um, just for the continuity of care. So, yeah, they were awesome. Um, they were really, really good. I had a, a beautiful midwife and her backup midwives. I loved them all. There was yeah, the group of four women who are allocated to you, but you have your one main one. Um, so, yeah, it was like my pregnancy was pretty easy and I have a really good doctor. So between those two, yeah, I felt super empowered and prepared. Um, and then, yeah, I wanted to do – I wanted to learn something more. So in between YouTube videos – everything I could get my hands on, like social media, watching everything, watching birth stories, listening to your podcast, listening to Australia birth stories, listening to, you know, as much as information I could. Um, and then I think it was actually from an episode of your podcast that someone had said that they'd done a hypnobirthing course with Shari from Belly to Birth. So I then I'd never even heard about hypnobirthing. So I went and stalked and sussed and I was like, this is something I want to do. <laughs> I don't want a standard, you know, hospital birth class saying like this. I want to learn, you know, the mechanics of birth and what happens. So my husband, <laughs> the big six foot four tradey man who knew nothing about birth and nothing about nothing. And I said, we're going to go do a hypnobirthing course. He's like, what? I don't want, what's that? Is someone going to hypnotize us? And like, it's just no. not the greatest title, is it? It's the title. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And we went and he was so into it. Like he wow. felt more, and I had learnt a lot by this stage because it was later on in my pregnancy um, and we got a lot out of it. I would highly recommend to anyone listening to invest in a hypnobirthing course. I think it costs us about $600 and I would put that money in over and over and over again. But, mm. you know, there are cheaper options, alternative online and stuff like that that you can do. But 100%, it, I came out of it feeling so empowered, so ready to give birth, excited to give birth. I was mm. like, I can do this. I can you know, I'm going to change. And for hubby. He, oh, yeah. I, he was on the last episode of um, the Made Into Mother season, last season, season one. He was on the last episode and he was explaining with a few other dads, I got some dads on and, and he was explaining like in the hypnobirthing course, he actually didn't even realize that we had to birth a placenta. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell did you think it like retracted back up like a garden hose? Like what the <laughs> hell? And he was like, I just didn't think about it like when would I have ever thought about a woman birthing a placenta like you just never it's that's not talked about yeah, true. he felt very empowered and he felt after that course that he had a part to play in this birth when prior to that I think he was just like oh, I don't know if the doctor's telling me that you need this then I'm just gonna say yes and I'm like don't do that like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so the hearing 
that information from a third party and not from me just telling him, I don't want you to do this, I don't want you to do that, you know, actually understanding the entire process was mm. – it was incredible for both of us, um, and we and he even talks about it to all his mates. Yeah, man, go do that hypnobirthing. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and did you end up doing it with Shari? Yeah, yeah, we did it with um, nice. Shari. So yeah, it, she, it was a really good course, and and the environment and the scene and everything that she set was very lovely, very peaceful. You know, essential oils, fairy lights when you walk in the room. It was very much so. She set up sort of like that birth environment feel. So. Um, yeah, it was very good, very good to see. Yeah. So, how far along were you in your pregnancy at this time? I think I was about twenty-eight weeks, and it was over a four-week period. So it was one okay. night, um, one Thursday. We d- decided to do that because it, it was the only time that we could have. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do it over a weekend and stuff like that. So it was over a month, and I probably would have pushed it back in a second pregnancy, but maybe starting at thirty-two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of 28, because I did, ha- I did have a big period where the hypnobirthing um, course finished, and I was like 32 weeks in. So then I had a long time before I gave birth, okay. um, which is was a good thing in a way because I practiced every single day without fail. I practiced my hypnobirthing. So every night I would do my breathing. I would listen to the affirmations. I would listen to the um, the like downloads and stuff that she would give you to, you know, uh, like practice and stuff, I guess, get in the mood for birth. And I did that every single day for eight weeks without fail. So I guess it it was a good and sort of bad thing. But, yeah, I was, yeah, super excited to give birth after all that and I felt really, really ready. Nice. That's awesome. So jumping to the end of your pregnancy then, were there any signs that labor was about to start and how far along were you? So it was 40 weeks plus two days. Um, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was actually my original due date. Oh, um, they changed it two days earlier. So um, it was the 13th of December. But the night, so it was a, he was born on Monday morning, but it was Sunday night. And my friends came over for dinner and I just, there was a weird like energetic shift within me and prior to that I was like tonight's the night tonight's the night like I'm gonna give birth and you know they'll wake up every morning pregnant and I was like oh god but and I had lots of Braxton Hicks and stuff for weeks prior to birth um and I was thinking that the contractions and stuff were starting so I had a bit of yeah stuff was happening for about two weeks but this night before Sunday night was sitting around the dinner table, no signs of labor. There was no like tightenings or anything like that. And it was a weird energetic shift. And I'm not a very spiritual person or anything like that, but I felt, I don't know, it's intuition or something like that. And I went, wow, within myself, because I was the boy who cried wolf to my husband. So I didn't tell him that. (laughs) He wouldn't have believed me. He said it every night, but I was like, wow, this baby's coming and it's going to come tonight. I think I'm going to wake up in labor and then we went to bed and then 2 30 a.m pretty much on the dot my waters exploded like it was like popping a big balloon they just went like I could hear it and everything and I like woke sat straight up and then I um woke my husband up I said damn my waters have just broken everywhere it was all over the bed and I got up and we checked that there was no meconium and everything. We'd spoken about the situation prior with my midwife, so we knew exactly what to do. 
um, you know, we got up, checked everything, and I was like, okay, great, we'll go back to bed. No contractions at that stage. Um, so he went to go to sleep in our spare room because I had wet all over my side of the bed. So I just wanted to go sleep on in our bed. And I slept on his side and he was like, I'll sleep in the spare room. Come and get me if contractions start. And then, and he's quite busy at work during this time. So he's like, can I go to work in the morning? I said, yeah, yeah, of course. Wake up at five and go to work. Cause he only lives like two, uh, works two Ks from where we live. I said, you go to work, tidy everything up that you need to for a couple of hours and then just come home because we'll go in to see the midwife. And then he was like, sweet. And then. I was laying down. I put my hypnobirthing affirmations in. I was trying to go back to sleep and I felt my first contraction and it was, it sort of knocked me on my feet a little bit because I was like, holy shit, that was a contraction. (laughs) Yeah. Straight away. First one. Okay. I was like, wow, I I wasn't prepared for them to be so powerful so quickly. Mm. And I genuinely pictured my labor and being at home and like you know because obviously it was it's not that common for waters to break and stuff that they tell you so I was sort of picturing being at home for you know a whole day and everything like that and I was like wow that was powerful but it was completely manageable still but it was uh, having all these Braxton Hicks thinking that they were contractions I was like oh wow that that was an actual contraction (laughs) um so I I was just listening to my my um, hypnobirthing tracks in bed and then five minutes later I had another one, five minutes later was another one, five minutes later another one, and then it was like four minutes, three minutes, and then I they were down to about three minutes within maybe an hour after my waters broke um, and I got into the shower by myself and then I was having to start to breathe through them quite quickly so my labor was moving pretty quickly and the shower was beautiful I was by myself I had the fair I had the whole house set up to go into labor so the fairy lights on you know it was like 3 a.m or whatever time it was and I was fully just breathing through them and then my husband I was on the ground laying down there laying on the floor and my husband walks in and he goes what the hell <laughs> you're in full-blown labor I left you like not long ago you're meant to come and get me and at that point I couldn't quite get up. I just needed to lay there in the shower by myself for a bit. And he yeah. and then he was like, are you in proper labor? And I was like, yeah, they're coming quick, darling. Like, we, we, can you go pack up the car? Because this, this labor is moving quite fast. So he helped me get out of the shower and get dressed. And we were both sort of kerfuffling, you know. Mm-hmm. Things were moving quickly. We, we weren't prepared for it. And we were both, like, sort of walking around and not really achieving much and we're like oh, oh what do we do oh, like, <laughs> even though we knew what to do and anyways he packed the car up everything was good to go we had it all the bags and everything already sorted we just had to put a few things put them in the car and then he we went out to the lounge room and I got on my birth ball put the hypnobirthing tracks on and yeah the lounge room was really pretty had the fairy lights and stuff going and it was about 4 a.m I think at this time um and he said, do you want something to eat? And I'm going to tell this story. I've told it on my podcast. I'm telling it again. Yes, please share. He, <laughs> he said, do you want something to eat? And he was, yeah, he was a bit rattled, I guess, because he was like, wow, it's happening. It's moving quite, like fast. And, you know, it's just not what we expected. That's all. And he was a bit rattled. So he was, 
I said, I'm starving, Doug. Can you please make me some toast, some Vegemite toast? And he's just walking around the kitchen just doing shit, but I don't really know what he's doing. He makes me a piece of toast, a Vegemite toast, like dried up Vegemite toast with no butter and gives it to me. And I'm like, what are you doing, you idiot? Yeah, you cannot miss the butter butter on Vegemite toast. No, not on Vegemite toast. (laughs) And then – Anyways, I said, don't even worry about it. The dog's got the bed to my toast. Oh, and he was him. like, poor thing. I think he was just, he was a bit frazzled. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. It, it was just, I guess it was just happening so quickly for him. And yeah. he was, for me too. And we were both like, oh. Yeah. So you didn't feel like it was a slow build up. Yeah. It was getting to the point that we were in the lounge room and we had to, we caught a breath because, you know, the bags were packed in the car. I was dressed. We were, were we caught a breath in the lounge room and we were like, oh, okay, I actually started going, relaxing and breathing and going, okay, this is okay. We've prepared for this. We know what we're doing. It's the lounge room was beautiful. Everything was set up. The hypnobirthing was quiet. It was in the middle of the morning. And then I think we were there for about half an hour rolling on the ball and still listening to hypnobirthing tracks. And I said, I think you need to call the midwife because they were starting to get quite close together they were two minutes apart at that stage mm-hmm. um my contractions and they they were still manageable I was still able to breathe through them and you know I was still able to talk and all of that but they were getting yeah like stronger so I said could you please call her and just let her know because she's gonna have to meet us in hospital within the next few hours so um, I think we called her around 4.30 and it was the backup midwife. Um, her name was Faye and she was lovely and I was secretly hoping that I was going to get her because I absolutely adored with her and I just I clicked with her. So it sort of worked out perfectly. Faye was like, you know what, I'm at the hospital right now wrapping up a birth and I've still got another six hours or something on my shift um, oh, before I'd have perfect. to give you over to one of the other midwives in my group. Um, so you can come in whenever, but I just recommend you just stay home for as long as you can. Um, and I was like, she's like even another half an hour. And so, yeah, she listened to me on the phone and stuff like that. She goes, oh yeah. Okay. They're coming. They're coming pretty quickly. Just, you know, maybe half an hour and then come in. I think I lasted about 20 minutes and I said, yeah, they, they were coming probably every two minutes at that stage. And I said, okay, I think we need to get into the car. And this is something that I wanted to mention for all the listeners because you always hear about the car trip being awful. Mm-hmm. Um, that I did not have that experience. My car trip was very peaceful. It was beautiful. I had my seat heater on at the on the back, and then I had my hypnobirthing tracks on. Darren was quiet. There was no talking. I was just breathing. The sun was just coming up, so it was just coming up, and we're driving directly into the sun on the way to the hospital. There's no traffic on the road. I was comfortable. <laughs> it was really nice. So, yeah, you hear, like, the horror stories in the car, mm. and I, I thought it was going to be awful. So did you consciously plan and prepare for that trip? Yes, yes, I prepared for it. Yeah. So Darren knew to put the hypnobirthing affirmations on we were listening to on the way to the hospital. Um, and, yeah, it was just – it was nice. And I put the seat heater on straight away and – and the, the warmth on my back. And I had a TENS machine on as well. Um, so I think the TENS machine was helping. I've got nothing else to compare it to mm. when people ask me about the TENS machine. I think it definitely helped, but I'm I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
So we got to the hospital and we decided to park in the car park um, because I felt as though I could still walk and, you know, I didn't feel that the baby was coming right now. I I just sort of, yeah, I was like, let's park. Oh, we'll walk across because then that's done. The car's done. We don't have to worry about it. Um, So, yeah, we walked across. And in that time from us walking to the car park to basically like the labor ward, I think I had about six or seven contractions. So they were coming quite fast at that stage. And they were still, I still had to stop and breathe through them. Um, but they were still okay. You know, I was still managing fine. Um, and then it was really, I, I had this fear around, going into the hospital, I guess, uh, I had a fear that, you know, I was going to be put into triage and it was all going to be bright and everyone was going to be all up in business. And I just had developed an unnecessary fear in my head about that first part at the hospital. But it was, once again, it was really beautiful. It worked out well. I just, we just walked in and he, I was leaning up against the pole on the side, breathing through my contractions and Darren just sorted out. I said, yeah, Faye knows we're coming. She's here to the girls at the reception. And then I think within two minutes, Faye came out and got me and walked straight into our room. And our room was all set up beautifully. There was fairy lights. There was like the LED candles. It was a beautiful birthing suite at the Gold Coast Uni. Um, and she was like, yeah, sweet. Do you just want to do your thing and I'll be back? And I was like, oh, okay, bye. Like, you know, it just, <laughs> yeah, she was awesome. And it was part of my birth plan to just, they were just going to be there, you know, if, if I needed them. And, but I was happy to just take control of this birth and do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exactly what they did. They really respected my birth wishes and she came back and she said, Another thing I guess I had a concern that I wanted to, you know, share with listeners, like I had a concern about things being done to me without consent. Um, you know, I just – you hear horror stories, I guess, and it can sometimes get into your head, but I just – I expected – yeah, I, I don't know what I expected, not what I got. I just got this most beautiful birth. So, um, you know, Faye came back and she said, would you like me to do a vaginal exam? I know you said you didn't, you might want one. And I was like, yeah, okay, we'll just do, just do one to sort of see where I'm at. And she's, she's explained that because my waters had broken. If she does the vaginal exam, then I wouldn't be able to leave. Um, cause there's obviously risk of infection because my waters had broken to do the exam. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's okay. I'm not leaving anyway. <laughs> so I'm in full blown labor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I knew, I just knew I was going to be about halfway there. So that was 5.30 AM. So three hours after my waters had broken, we were in hospital and I was five centimeters dilated. And I was happy with how it was progressing. It was sort of progressing nicely and I could feel myself, I could feel my body opening up. I could feel everything happening as even a first-time person giving birth. I knew my body was doing what it was doing. I was relaxed. I was really happy. You know, this beautiful environment. The lights were down. Faye, my midwife, was whispering. Darren was quiet. It was just nice. Um, And we had a beautiful soundtrack of, like music of just really sentimental songs 
on it was even like some country music and like it was just a bit of a mix of weird stuff but it was nice because it was all very sentimental songs too Darren and I helped really get me in the mood and so after the vaginal exam which are very uncomfortable I didn't expect them to be that uncomfortable yeah they're not nice are they yeah I really didn't expect it to be I guess that uncomfortable but it it wasn't pleasant at all Mm. um I probably wouldn't get one if I had if I gave birth again I'd probably just say no I know what my body's doing um but anyways it was okay um and she was very much so waiting for me to give her consent and very lovely about the situation very explaining everything that was happening every step of the way so um I said I want to jump in the shower I water was a massive thing for me water was the biggest thing that helped me get through my entire labor basically so I got on a the only comfortable position I could get was on a ball um in the shower and I had Darren with water on my back and me with water on my front so was very much so experiencing full front contractions so all the belly um and yeah we were just I was in the shower for a long time I, I really f- struggled to get out of the water um it was the one thing that was that was helping me through it and another decision we made was to because Darren and I on the Gold Coast by ourselves we don't have any family there so I decided I just needed some feminine energy in my birth. That wasn't my husband. Love him dearly, but <laughs> I just felt like I needed a woman in there. Um, yeah. So I decided to have my best friend, Georgia. She came along to the birth um, and she had just given birth four months prior. So, oh, best decision ever. Um, Darren was amazing for supporting me being there rubbing my shoulders get it but Georgia just knew what I wanted because she'd just gone through it Mm. before I even wanted it you know and yeah like I would go to I was at the point where I was definitely internalizing so I was really breathing through things now the attractions were coming one minute you know every minute so I was really focusing on nothing else except me giving birth. I couldn't focus on anything else that was happening around me. So, which is why Georgia was a massive blessing. I would be like, oh, I'm so thirsty. And then she'd be like, bang. In my, it's like she just knew what it was like. I don't know. She could read my mind. Yeah. And she was straight there. Women just know, huh? <laughs> 100%. And <laughs> even Darren says, oh, it was amazing to have her because she gave Kendall things that I couldn't give her. Mm. Just... And my hair was falling out at one point. And you know, when you when you're in the thick of labor, you really things might annoy you for a second, yeah. but you're not focusing on that. You're like, oh fuck, that's annoying. But you don't <laughs> you don't think to I don't know. But she was so just cool. bang. My hair was yeah, hair was up in a nice tight bun out of my face. Didn't even ask me. She's just like, darling, I'm gonna tie your hair up, okay? You know, just that sort of thing that I got from my friend. You know, that no one else could have given me. I don't think. Yeah. Um, and she, she obviously going through it herself, she knew what was up. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was about 5.36 I was in the shower for a long time. I don't know who pays that water bill, but I was thinking, I had a thought mid-labor. I was like, this is a lot of water. Like, oh, I wonder. <laughs> so true. I've never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. And, and everyone I talked to has been in the shower for a long time. But And then I asked, it was getting, it was really ramping up, um, 
And yeah, this is still only like four hours after my waters had broken. So things were, yeah, really ramping up and, but they were still nice. Um, Georgia set the room up outside. So although Faye had set it up a little bit, Georgia had bought all this extra stuff like, you know, essential oils and lights and everything like that. So Georgia was setting the room up and I think it was around maybe 5.36 I asked for some gas um, which I know people usually don't like, but I was sucking back that gas. It was so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, it got me through that really tough part of labour um, where, yeah, I was heading towards transition, I, I believe. Like, you, you know, the contractions were coming every minute. It was feeling like I wasn't getting that much of a break. And so the gas was a godsend. I loved it. Um and I think it was about 7.30, maybe 8. Oh, was he born at 9.43? So, yeah, it might have been about 8-ish. Um, I asked Faye to fill up the tub and I said, I, I think he's coming. I, I felt so much pressure on my butt the whole time. I felt like I needed to like the entire labour was one thing I also wasn't I guess, prepared by how much pressure I felt in my butt. Like, just, it was distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I feel like he's he's coming down and he's sort of making his way down and I need to get to where I'm going to birth because, you know, I just need to relax um, and be exactly, you know, where I need to be. So I was in the shower for a long time. So when we came out, when I came out, the room was so pretty. I was like, wow. I remember, yeah, being in full blown labor and looking up and going, this is so beautiful. This is so nice. Mm. <laughs> and the, my tracks were playing. It was quiet. Everyone's really respecting my birth space. Mm. Um, and I got up, and this is the one part of the labor where it was intense and I remember so clearly this part was stepping down into the tub and going oh my god the relief of getting being I don't know floating and being in the water and just experiencing this serene scene and thinking I can't believe I'm doing this this is my birth like look how this is exactly what I wanted in my birth um and yeah, it's like I manifested this amazing birth and and it was beautiful. And I, I got down into the tub and I just laboured in there for a little while. And by this time, the this is another crazy thing that happened. It, I was in there for like an hour before my body started to have like the fetal ejection reflex. So things were obviously intense. I was in transition. I was losing control a little bit at this point. So I was losing control of my breath. I was like, you know, sort of going like, (gasps) like instead of breathing through them and I couldn't, the gas just got thrown. I could not even focus on that, you know, doing the big deep breaths for the gas. And I, I was definitely losing control a little bit, which is obviously the good old transition period. I tried to talk my husband into getting me out I was like well get out I need I need to get it I need to get out of here like you know <laughs> he's like where the hell do you want to go darling <laughs> you got a baby half hanging out your vagina you're not going anywhere <laughs> sorry to say and I'm like <laughs> you know it's sort of yeah I felt like I definitely lost control yeah um over that I don't know half hour period but 
I start the fetal ejection reflex started to happen and I did not know that was what's happening. Even though I was completely across birth, completely across all the mechanics of it, and I knew about it, but I had no idea that that was what was happening to my – I had no idea that my body was pushing. So a second midwife came in and within about 10 minutes of this, I just thought it was getting really intense. Like I was like, like I was starting to vocalize and it was like, you know, when you're like dry – you sort of like dry, like heaving. I was like, <laughs> starting to make all these noises. My husband said it was a bit like an exorcism happening. Like I couldn't. I really wanted to be like that beautiful, quiet hypnobirthing goddess, yeah. but I wasn't. I was a bit like a dying cow. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah. You can't help it, eh? It just happens. Yeah, of course. After it, I was like, oh, oopsie. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, they would be so used to it. Wouldn't have even registered yeah. the, the midwife. No, the midwife's like, you're not even in the top 50. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, yeah, I was really starting to vocalize. And then the second midwife walked in and like said hello. And I, I had met her too before and she was lovely. She was the head midwife of the four and she was so nice. And she was pregnant herself as well. Um, and she and she had a couple of kids as well. She's had a beautiful energy and she walked in and crouched down in the bath and said hello and still whispering, still very respectful of my space. And she said, oh, I'm here. And then um, I heard them. I was in between a contraction and I heard the two, Faye and Ebeth, the new midwife, talking. And Faye said to Ebeth, she's going really, really good. She's been pushing for about 10 minutes. And I was like, whoa, that's what's happening. My body's pushing. I didn't know. It just felt intense and it felt like, I don't know, but my, that was what was happening. And I, and I remember thinking that going, oh, wow, my body's pushing. This is what's happening. Mm. So I was – there's an Instagram page called The Naked Doula. Um, I don't know page. if you follow it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I obviously went through all of her stuff um, before and she says like the Kiko method – um, which is knees in, calves out, if anyone's going to follow her because she's got amazing information. And sh- that's stuck in my head because she explains about, like, opening your um, – it opens your pelvis up for baby to come out. Um, and, yeah, a lot of information and that that I'd heard, that was the position. It probably wasn't my most comfortable position in the water, but I could feel him coming down. It was really working, that position for me. Um, so I was sort of leaning over the bath, looking in my husband's eyes, screaming like a dying cow in his ears, the poor thing. And he, and I, yeah, could feel him coming down. So I think it was about 40 minutes of that, my body just doing that. So it was literally pushing him out. Like, and I would just bear down when, when he was coming. So each contraction, it was pretty much no longer contraction that each contraction it would I'd bear down and he would yeah make I could feel him coming out and then he was getting I, I said to the midwives I said I think he's I think he's really close like I think because no one was telling me anything like everyone was super quiet and they were just letting me do it right and I was still still wondering what was going on but I, I knew I knew he was coming like that's it is what it is he was coming um there's I guess there's nothing really to tell me but I said I turned around and said to hey I think he's right there and they just said why don't you put your hands up there and check um you know we don't need to check you and I put my hands and he I could feel his head right there and I was like Ugh. it felt weird <laughs> I didn't really like it 
that's not the normal reaction we hear. It just felt weird to have like a big bowling ball right there in your vagina. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, he's right there. And then they said, oh, that's how far you got to get him out. And I was like, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think that with the next few I was just pushing down. And then, yeah, he was ready. He was right there. And they said, why don't you just help him along a little bit with a few pushes because, um, yeah, you could definitely see his head. Uh, I'd, I've got a video of it and you can see his head in the mirror sort of right there just starting to crown. They said, but the next contraction, just bear down and try and breathe him out a little bit and help help him out. And I was like, okay. So because I hadn't pushed, you know, at this stage, I just my body was doing what it was doing. So, yeah, I bed down and pushed and let me tell you I was roaring I was not a hypnobirthing quiet (laughs) goddess I was roaring that baby out um and I didn't feel the ring of fire or anything it was just really intense um and yeah like I don't even describe when people ask how it was when he was coming out and intense is the first word that I use in a video after he was born. Like I don't use the word pain. It was just intense. It's just birth, just intense overall. Um, and it's a lot to sort of get through, but yeah, I wouldn't describe it as pain. Um, it was just a really intense feeling. I didn't feel the ring of fire and, and then his head came out and I got to chill for a little bit and he was just chilling underwater. I could feel him turning inside me, which is a really weird feeling. Um, you know, how they sort of come out and they do a little bit of a turn. Yeah. Um, I could feel him like wiggling around inside me. His head was sort of moving in the in the water. And then they said, okay, well, this just let this one build and then, you know, just try and help um, breathe him out. And I was like, okay, no worries. Next one came and then they were getting ready behind. So everyone was behind me except for Darren. Darren was in front of me and they were getting ready to catch him behind me. And then I went like, and like just gave her like a little, I don't know, push. And he just came flying out of me, like forward wow. and flying into the water. Um, and he was just like flopping in the water there. And I was the first one to put my hands on him, which was really beautiful. So picked him up out of the water and definitely got to have the exhale first. I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I just <laughs> did that. Which was at 9.43 a.m. So, um, yeah, we got to have a little bit of a cuddle in the water, but my placenta cord was really short. So they were I could see them fussing over it and whispering, and they were like, sorry, Dar, we've got to get you out of the water because I, I did want to do delayed cord clamping and that, like, your placenta cord is really, really short, so you, you've got to hold him down a little bit more and we just need to get you out. So I think they got me out of the water, which was fine. I was done. I was like, get me out of here. I want to, I want to cuddle and I want to breastfeed, you know, I'm done with the water anyway. So, um, yeah, they got me out of the water straight away. Another thing to mention that happened that I was not prepared for is I had a huge adrenaline rush and I was holding him in bed and I was completely shaking head to toe. It was like I was having like a fit, um, and it really scared my husband. It scared him a lot. He was like, what's happening? Is she okay? And they're like, the midwives are like, she's totally fine. She's having an adrenaline rush. She's okay. She's going to calm down very soon. And I was fully shaking head to toe for probably about a minute. Yeah. Okay. No one warned me about that. 
you sort of lose control, but it was all okay. You know, it was, it was just your body coming back into itself and Mm -hmm. the midwives were not worried at all. I looked up at them and they were fine. So I was fine knowing that it was all okay. Um, and yeah, we did delay core clamping. You could probably hear Jimmy in the background, actually. He just woke up. Um, yeah, we did we did delay core clamping, which didn't take long because I had a short cord. Um, and yeah, we just got to have a beautiful golden hour. He 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 struggled to latch. He definitely struggled. We we were taking a long time with the midwives to try and get him on my boob. He was just more interested in screaming um, and not happy that he had just been taken out of his safe, warm place. Um, but, yeah, we we did. We had a beautiful golden hour and Georgia was – I forgot almost that Georgia was there after I gave birth and I looked up at her and my best friend, she's just watching this unfold, just bawling her eyes out but quietly because she didn't want to interrupt me. And I looked at locked eyes and went like, holy shit. She's like, oh, my God, you just did that. Like, I can't believe it. And she was um, – she said it was like the best day of her life watching watching me give birth. So um, she got to have cuddles with him while, you know, after probably about an hour I got to go and have a shower and she got to cuddle him and hold him and stuff like that. So I got to have a shower and get dressed and then the midwives did the paperwork. And another thing was um, they thought I had torn because his hand came out with his head. Um, and they were like, we just won't really want to check you. We think you might need to go get stitches. And I had not one tear, not a graze, not nothing. Wow. I did a lot of work with um, a female physio co. She's a, um, physio, a women's physiotherapist on the Gold Coast if anyone's interested to go and see someone like that. Cause, okay. Yeah, I did a lot of work with her on my pelvic floor and perineal massage and everything like that so she gave me like a program to follow it and I attribute it to her Mm because my recovery was really beautiful um and she gave me exercises and stuff to do from day one so felt really prepared from her so yeah they were like oh we can't believe you have not torn we thought you were you had torn from how quickly he came out and you know the hand so um I think at this stage yeah it was about 12 or one and we were just like in love just I can't believe we've got a baby like we went to bed last night and it's like 1 p.m and we've got a baby in our arms like what the hell yeah um for anyone in those last few weeks when you're like wait, wanting labor to come so badly like trust me you're gonna wake up one day and you're just gonna have a baby so yeah. it happens <laughs> it happens and then it's straight into motherhood the next season yeah exactly exactly I sort of wish in hindsight that I was enjoying a little bit more and not trying to control when he was coming because he just they'll come when they come yeah it's so hard though that first time around I feel oh it's really hard yeah. really hard with the first definitely um, which is something I'll hopefully change with the second and just relax yeah, a little bit more. So I think it was about 2.30 and they said, you're right to go home um, if you want to. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, let me get, let me out of here. Um, and we were, yeah, in the Hungry Jack's drive through getting like a Whopper at 2.30. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And so, yeah, we headed on home and then we were at home in my bed in the afternoon. Um, you know, we had like a yeah, just a beautiful experience and everything just went so perfectly and according to plan, which I felt really grateful for because birth is one thing that doesn't usually go according to plan. What about your placenta? Did you do anything special? Yeah, so um, 
so because I had done everything unmedicated, they asked if I wanted the shot of, you know, that Pitocin shot that they give you to help it along. And I said, no, when I first got out of the water, I said, no, 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 just, I've just had this full unmedicated birth. I just, you know, want to let it happen. And then the cord was cut and it was about 45 minutes and nothing was happening. So he was breastfeeding at that stage and it like, it was nothing was happening. Like the center wasn't coming. I wasn't getting contractions again or anything like that. And they were like, do you want the needles? Like, yes, get this thing out of me. I'm done. And I just want it done because now I just want to focus on my baby. And I just got this frigging jellyfish inside me, um, which was what it feels like when it comes out. It's like a big, hard jellyfish. I don't know. But yeah, that was it. They just gave me that needle and literally within like a minute I started having contractions. Um, and then, yeah, that was it. They just, it was out. And then I didn't do anything with it. Um, it was just, it's just not my, it's just not really my thing. You know, yeah. they were like, do you want to keep it? And I was like, oh, no, nah. just yeah, dispose of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We took we took some photos of it and stuff like that, but that was that was about it. Um, yeah, cool. But yeah, it that's you you don't really expect that the feeling of the placenta either. It's it's a weird, you know, having to sort of give birth again. But it wasn't that bad. But yeah, it wasn't that great either. So yeah, that was basically it. We had this most beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah. So beautiful. Well done, Mama. So looking back at your entire journey then, what would be your key piece of advice for anyone listening? Oh, I remember we were talking at the start of the week about this question and it's a really hard one to answer because oh, so many key pieces of advice. Yeah. But if I was to have to say just one, it would be to get prepared for birth. Um, yeah. No matter how you're choosing to birth, if you're choosing to have an epidural, a C-section or whatever, you could like a hypnobirthing course still applies to all of those methods. Like knowing what is going on at all times during your birth really helped me and empower me to have a beautiful birth. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really empowered to say yes or no um and my husband did too for a man coming from not really interested in learning about birth and knowing nothing um you know him at least getting some education don't have to be an expert but just know what you want and what you want it to look like um you know there are there are things you can say yes and no to Mm -hmm. and yeah just know the process um and having continuity of care I guess is probably like one of the biggest things I would tell someone try to get continuity of care because there were a few times prior to me giving birth that, you know, I was a little bit concerned, like I hadn't felt bub move for a little while and stuff like that. Instead of going to the hospital and then, you know, like fussing over it and then trying to induce, like I had my midwife that I called with those concerns and she's like, right, I'll be over soon, over within an hour checking my baby you know, those sorts of things with continuity of care and they were there for my birth. They were there the day after. They were there the week after, the next couple of weeks, like helping me breastfeed. I was having latching issues, you know, that sort of thing, I guess, is invest in your birth. Um, People invest in weddings without a blink of an eye but not in like one of the biggest things, life-changing events that's going to happen to you. Um, You know, invest in it if you can where possible. Um, And postpartum, 
knocked me on my ass. I did not, yeah, I did, I was unprepared for postpartum. Um, so I really didn't expect it to knock me around the way it did. Um, I would give birth over and over again before having my postpartum period because I was just a mess, an emotional mess. And I had a sick baby. Jimmy was born with a rare genetic condition called um, pyloric stenosis. So we were in and out of hospital. He had to have surgery when I was three weeks old. Um, I didn't know that. And we were having like latching issues, breastfeeding issues. My nipples were all torn up and stuff like that. So something I will be doing for the next one is very much preparing for postpartum and whether that looks like of making all of our meals. I never did any of that beforehand, you know, pre-cooking food, hiring a lactation consultant because every baby is different and getting across, I guess, those sorts of, you know, just getting what is the postpartum period going to look like? Who do you want in the house? Get your partner to control, I guess, the traffic that comes in and out when you're having a baby, respecting sort of your space. So, I know that that's like a lot of advice, but that's probably just get prepared. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Great advice. Well, what an incredible journey you've had, Kendall. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today and also for all the amazing work that you are doing over on your platform for this wonderful community. No, thank you so much for having me, Sky. And you're doing the exact same. PBA is a massive thing for the women of Australia and, and good on you and well done. That brings us to the end of today's show. I have linked all of Kendall's details for her podcast, The Maiden to Mother Journey, in the show notes for you guys. So please head over and give her some love. Kendall's story is a true testament to the power of education. Going from someone who feared and really didn't know anything about physiological birth to then having her own empowering birth experience shows that she was armed and no one was going to take that power away from her. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you love PBA, we would be forever grateful if you could leave a review on your podcast platform. This helps us to keep doing this important work and to reach the women who need it. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know what you think of today's show over on the PBA Instagram, and I'll see you all next week for another episode of Positive Birth